Let's start at home, where businessman Andrew Thorburn has quit as CEO of the Essendon Football Club in Melbourne less than 30 hours into the job. Thorburn says he had to choose between a prestigious role in Australian sport and an honorary position in his church. His critics claim he couldn't run an inclusive AFL club while helping to lead an evangelical parish that holds conservative views on abortion and sexuality. This raises a lot of questions. Let's try to answer them with Dr Renee Barker, an expert in law and religion at the University of Western Australia. Renee, thank you. What are your first thoughts? a really extraordinary turn of events. And one of the things that first strikes me is people didn't have a conversation. It should never have got here because his views are well known. People in the media managed to find out about it within 30 hours of him being appointed. And what it strikes me here is we have a conflict of ethos, a conflict of ideals that should have been worked out long before it hit the media. One of the things that he said unambiguously, today it became clear to me that my personal Christian faith is not tolerated or permitted in the public square, at least by some and perhaps by many. Is he overstating it there? Look, I think there's a lot of rhetoric being used at the moment. And I think he has a point that there is certainly an element of society that finds it very challenging to understand how he can hold to his faith and his beliefs in the face of instead being the CEO of the Essendon Football Club, a very prestigious position. And I think He is obviously feeling, I think, a little harmed and a little hurt by what has gone on. I think perhaps he is overstating it a little bit, but I think he also has a point that we have a society now where many people struggle to understand his particular views and particular religious beliefs because they don't share them. Mm. Uh, One of the other comments that I found really extraordinary in all of this was from one of the leadership at Essendon who commented that, you know, they'd had a conversation with him, but their comment was, I did not expect him to choose the church. And I found that a really extraordinary statement. I think these two statements together really epistemize where we are as a society right now, one where historically we've been predominantly Christian. And so many people in society held exactly the same views as Thornton and would have unproblematically, you know, not even challenged or considered that problematic. But that has changed. Yeah, I wonder, Renee, whether part of this controversy isn't that Andrew Thorburn is the honorary chairman of a management committee of uh, an evangelical church. It is quite conservative, but when you look at its core values, uh, the things that seem to have excited people, that it's opposed to abortion and it believes homosexuality is a sin, that isn't too different um, to to what the Catholic Church uh, believes and it isn't too different to what the Anglican Church church officially believes. They may not trumpet it, but these aren't major differences in theology. Should Catholics and Anglicans who are involved in public organisations also be wary? It's an interesting point you make that very similar to both the Catholic and Anglican uh, orthodoxy and many other religions, orthodox beliefs on these matters as well. I think one of the interesting differences here too is around the rhetoric that's been used. So this church uses that rhetoric in a very strong way, in a way that is perhaps not used to the same extent by the Catholic church and particularly, and therefore the way it is worded is important. It's one thing to articulate a particular belief as a black and white belief, but it's also another in the way in which you say 
say it. So when you look at things like vilification laws, for example, the issue is not what the person believes, but whether they incite hatred, et cetera. So it's how it is said. So I think that's an important distinction to draw here. But you're quite right. This is a a position and a view held by the church. But what's really interesting here is that Thor Byrne himself has come out and said he doesn't hold with these beliefs, which then also raised another really interesting problem in the, the religion space is the believer versus the institution. So many Catholics, uh, statistics will show many, many times again and again, don't always agree with what the Catholic Church officially uh, has as its doctrine and don't necessarily live some of those things in their everyday lives. And Thorburn would seem to be stating that. However, it is important to note he does hold a leadership position. So there is at least some tacit endorsement in continuing to hold a leadership position in a religious organisation he claims not to agree with some of their beliefs and values. What about his argument, though, Renee, that they're two separate functions, that uh, when he was the head of a major Australian bank, he ran a very diverse workplace, whatever complaints that people may have legitimately had about banks, and there were a lot, I don't think anyone complained about his attitude to diversity, that he was able to hold these positions in tension, that there was no bleeding between the two philosophies of diversity in the organisation of which he was CEO and conservatism in the organisation of which he was, you know, a nominally leading member. I think there a distinction needs to be drawn between his former role and his current role in Essendon. Essendon has a very clearly articulated policy in relation to LGBTI matters. They pride themselves on being a the most inclusive club in one of the statements I read in the AFL. And so they have a very clear ethos that is publicly available, well known and very clearly part of the makeup of that club. Similarly, this religious organisation has a very clear views and ethos on this matter. And while it might seem to be that surely you can be both, the problem here is that there is a very clear clash of ethos. And what is perhaps most alarming is not that Thorburn didn't see that, although that is perhaps concerning, but the board didn't. You know, the board appointed Thorburn presumably knowing he held this other role and therefore tacitly accepted that conflict. And then the moment it became a matter of public debate, a public embarrassment for Essendon, immediately tried to back away. Yeah, I'm just thinking though, Renee, I mean, are we at the point now where you have to disavow the institutional beliefs of a religion that you follow? Because this could apply also to Orthodox Jews. It could apply certainly to to Muslims, faithful Muslims. If you want to take a leading position in a public organisation, are you now required to get up and say, yes, but I don't believe this particular tenant of my faith, uh, even though it's existed for thousands of years? Are we getting to that point? Look, I think we're not there yet, but we are at a point where various corporate entities, Essendon Football Club being a business or Qantas would be another example, there are businesses out there have very clear ethical and moral views um, and they have them not just LGBTI inclusion, but also in environmental matters and the like. So companies are increasingly taking moral ethical positions and we are getting to a stage where people who take leadership roles in those are expected to comply with them and support them in their leadership role. Now, obviously, and I 
think what you're alluding to here is, yes, some religious people on some of these ethical matters may have a problem with that. And that is a separate question almost from the religion question, this question of corporate responsibility and corporate morals and values and the effect that is having on wider society. And religion is obviously going to be a clash point where you have another institution that a person has allegiance to and very, very strong allegiance to that might clash with the ethical and moral values of the company they're seeking employment with just and seeking to lead in this case. Just finally, Renee, could it cut both ways, though? Could we have a situation where someone who is employed by a faith-based welfare organisation is told by their employer, I'm sorry, we have a problem with your very public chairing of the local pride community, uh, the local pride festival. We don't like uh, the the idea that you're supporting surrogacy, for example. Uh, Could it cut both ways? Absolutely. And our law is currently up for debate in this matter. So at the moment, a number of states are reviewing or in the process of amending their Equal Opportunities Acts. Historically, religious organisations have had exemptions uh, from discrimination law, allowing them to discriminate on a range of matters, including gender and sexuality, which might have played into this space. A certain being on a board of a pride organisation, they could have said, no, we won't employ you because of this conflict. But we are currently re-evaluating that. And and so this balancing of people's ability to hold different roles that might be in conflict with each other is something that is currently being worked through in society and is something we are really grappling with. To what extent can we say to an organisation, say, we have a set of beliefs and values, whether they are in line with society's views or not, and if you as an employee or a leader in this organisation don't agree, then you don't fit here. It's a really live debate right now and something I think we're going to be grappling with over the coming years in a really serious way. Renee, we have to leave it there. Renee Barker of the University of Western Australia Law Faculty. Getting in touch with ABCRN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.